and welcome back to Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm your host, Tessa Cheshire. This is our second episode. Very, very excited to be here. We've got some exciting stuff cooking for you. Um, today's guest is someone who I work with on Second Studio. Uh, his name is Colton. Colton, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello. I'm Colton. I, yeah, I, I'm friends with Tess and we work on uh, Second Studio together. I'm artistic director for Second Studio, so I kind of oversee everything, all of our events and shows and such. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for asking me to come. Yeah. Another thing about Colton is that he's a nerd. I am a big fat nerd. Yeah. So I, when I was thinking of people to bring on this podcast, Colton was one of the first people that popped into my I feel mind. feel so honored. feel so honored. I feel I like really... Colton's always posting about like, what movies he's seeing and TV shows he's watching and yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all the time. I have nothing else to do in my life, so I got to do that. That's Shove not my true. Opinion you have down. so Shove much. My, I do have a lot of stuff, actually. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm obsessed with all things pop culture, and I, I, I love talking about it. Movies and TV shows are my, my, my niche nerdy uh, subjects, so yeah. What are your What are your current watches? What's the most recent movie you watched? Oh, most recent movie that I watched. Let me pull up my Letterboxd. Oh my Follow gosh. me on Letterboxd. We need to be friends on Letterboxd. Oh my goodness, I we're have not. Letterboxd. Oh my god, yeah. So uh, let's see. What did, What did I watch? Do you want to plug your Letterboxd? You can yes. plug your Letterboxd. What is my plug? What is my Letterboxd? It is yeah, Colton Nielsen one. Yeah, that's my Letterbox. So follow me there. Um, the most recent movie, yeah, how could I forget? I watched Bros in mm. theater. Theaters, uh, go watch that movie. Very, very good. You liked it? Oh, so good. I, uh, being a big fan of, like, rom-coms, it really hit the spot. And also, the queer representation was amazing and so refreshing and so new. Unfortunately, it's not doing very well at the box office right now. I wonder why. <laughs> this, <laughs> all, so all of you straights out there, please go see Bros. <laughs> They need you to see it. <laughs> so go see it. But yeah, Bros was awesome. Yeah. What about TV? What's the TV, TV you've been watching? Uh, I watched TV a little less, but I think the most recent TV show that I finished. Oh, well, I'm currently watching Rings of Power, uh, the Lord of the Rings TV series. Uh, that's been going on. And that is, it's a little bit of a slow, like it takes a few episodes to get in, but like. It's kicking off now. It's almost at the end of the season, and all the f battles and fights and everything are happening. It's very beautifully shot. Also, She-Hulk. Mm. Very funny. Very I haven't funny. gotten to it yet. I've been so busy. I watched Nope a couple weeks ago. Oh, Jordan my goodness. Peele for the first time. Did you like it? It gave me an existential crisis, but yes. <laughs> you're looking at, you walk out of the theater, and you look at this yeah. guy, and you're like, is that Well, I, was, I went to my friend's house, and we watched it there, and then... They had to drive me home at like 1.45 a.m. Oh. And we were walking out to their car and they were like, that was, and it was also their first time seeing it. Mm, I watched it with um, B and Thompson and L. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And L and I had never seen it before, but B and Thompson mm. had. And L drove me home and was like, I can't believe they let us watch that late at night. Yeah, because th that, that movie really, is so good at shooting in the dark. It was horrifying, but also really good. And yeah. I love Stephen Yen. Mm. And then oh, yeah, TV. So um, I'm watching Big Sky right now. It's Big on Sky. ABC. What's it's a that? crime show. Crime show. These like private investigators, and then Jensen Ackles is in season three, so I'm oh, trying to catch up. So that because, got you too. And it. it films in Albuquerque, which is my hometown. Oh. So I love watching shows. A lot of stuff films there, but I like watching things that, that just film sound... there and being like, 
I know that I know place. that place. That just sounds like the perfect storm. It hits all the check marks Jess of Nackles, like what filmed in Albuquerque. <laughs> that Tessa wants. Hot women. Because the main <laughs> characters are these two women who are so beautiful. There you go. Um, Big Sky, you said. Big Sky. Yeah, cool. it's on Hulu. Hulu. Cool. I'll have to check so, that out. It's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm on. I'm like halfway through season one. Actually, I'm close to the end of season one because season one's only 16 episodes. And Jensen Ackles is only in season three. He's in the season two finale, and then okay. he's main cast in gotcha. season three. So cool. he's going to be, I assume, in every episode or most cool. episodes of season three. So he's three. coming. He's coming. And he has a daughter. Oh. So he's playing a dilf, which oh. I appreciate. Oh my goodness. Um. So what we're actually here to talk about is yes. an entirely different set of TV shows. Oh, absolutely. Um. Which often, even though I do love them both. Me too, me too. But heads with each other because they have a lot of similarities. Yes. And that is The Office and Parks and Recreation. Yes, yes. Do you want to um, state your, your team? Yes, so I, I, I'm team The Office. I just recently, only just recently, got to Parks and Rec about like a month or two ago. I finished it out. But I watched The Office many years ago. So I, I, am, I, I, I like, like Tessa. I like both of them. But I, I, I stand pretty firmly, honestly, on the office side. But I assume you're Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Parks mm. and Rec is the superior choice. Interesting. It's so much better. Okay. It's, I, I watched The Office first because I watched, like, with my sisters when I was, like, honestly probably a little bit too young to watch yes. The Office. Did you watch them, uh, I'll ask you this, uh, while it was airing? Or was this, a, like, Netflix-era, streaming era? Or did you watch it while it was airing? We, like, rented them on, like, Amazon oh, when you would rent okay, seasons gotcha. of shows on okay, Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I think it was still airing, but we, like... Obviously, I wasn't watching it in, like, 2005 when yeah. I was three. Mm-hmm. But I think it was probably around when I was, like, 10 or 11, which is when it was ending gotcha. that we started. So we, like, it was still airing. But I don't think I watched, like, the final mm-hmm. season when it was still airing. Gotcha. Same here. I only caught up, like I said, Parks and Rec recently. And then I, I watched The Office for the first time on Netflix, like, 2017, 2016 or something like that. So far, far after it was over. Yeah. But. I watched Parks and Rec my senior year of high school because mm-hmm. – it was all online. Yeah. Because I had, I was, I graduated high school in 2021. Mm-hmm. And my entire, we had like a week of in-person classes my mm-hmm. senior year. And yeah. so we would go to our like Google Meet and then they'd be like, okay, go do your homework. And let us out like 30 minutes early. And instead of doing my homework, I would watch an time episode to watch of Parks and Rec. There you go. Um, so I, I watched it really fast. I like live reacted to the whole thing. My sister's text messages because she told me to watch it. Uh-huh. I just love that show. It's so good. And it's one of the shows that like, I consistently rewatch, and that's something about both of these shows. I think it, they they have this amazing second life, that like yes, they were popular at the time when they were airing on NBC, but both of them have gotten this massive fandom of people who like didn't watch it when they're uh, at the time they're maybe too young, like uh, like us, but now it's got this massive second life. But I will say, it seems to me that The Office has a bigger second life, and. I I only I first heard about The Office and then I heard about Parks and Rec. Sometimes the hidden gems are the better ones. Uh, Obscure movies and TV shows are often some oftentimes like I find the best ones. Yeah, Parks and Rec isn't obscure, but like I think mm. that that could be a point in their favor. It's like a hidden gem. Wasn't it's an, if Parks, you know you know. Maybe this is false information, but wasn't Parks and Rec originally pitched as a, some sort of spinoff of? I think it was, but the then universe. they decided to change that, and it yeah. wasn't. And they did it, and it and it it went well for them. It went, I, will I say. think, better for them than if they tried to stick to the office. Are there any? Now I'm trying to think. Are there any Easter eggs within it? Like, I guess it never really establishes that it isn't in the same universe. They could be. 
Well, there are I a need lot of because Mike Shore worked yes. on The Office. Yes. And was one of the people behind Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. A genius. And, and he also did like The Good Place. The good All of his shows have like a lot of common like Easter eggs, mm-hmm. but I, it's not specifically I would say Office Easter eggs in Parks and Parks and Rec. It's yeah. like Mike Shore Easter eggs in yeah, Parks and yeah, Rec yeah. that are across like all of the projects yeah. that he's worked mm-hmm. on. You're That's not going like, to see Moe's pop up. As an actor, one of my like life goals. I would love to be in one of his projects. I think it would be so fun. Oh, yeah. He has such a wonderful sense of humor. Oh, yeah. And uh, some relatability to it. And that's the thing that I'm drawn to the most uh, out of the, is, is the relatability of it. And I feel, this is just me, that the Parks and Rec is kind of centered as a more optimistic, fun show, whereas The Office, I think, it does have very, very goofy comedic moments, but I think the relationships and the comedy is a little more awkward and a little more, like, realistic. That's in my opinion. I feel some of the Parks and Rec's characters can get a little caricature for me. Have you met Michael Scott? <laughs> I, okay, okay, I understand Michael, but I'm thinking more of, like... Have you met Dwight Schrute? <laughs> there are people in my life that have characteristics of them. Obviously, yeah, they're, same they're as all... the Parks and Rec characters. You cannot say that the Parks and Rec characters are more caricatures when Dwight and Michael are on The Office. They are pretty big, but I feel like... Have you met Andy Bernard? I am Andy Bernard in some cases. Colton. <laughs> I, I adore Andy Bernard to no end. My, e- my first email was the nardog1115 at gmail.com. Colton. I applied I applied to college. With that email, Colton. I only just switched like a year or two ago. So I was I've I've been applying to like I'm emailing very important people with that email <laughs> of the Nard Dog. But what about like Jim and Pam? I guess I one of the big comparisons you can make is between Ben and Leslie, and Jim and Pam. Ben and Leslie I, are far superior. I like Jim in and Pam. Every way. I like Jim and Pam because I think they go through more highs and lows. I like Jim and Pam, but Ben and Leslie. It's very cute. I will say Ben and Leslie is very cute. Not, they had the secret hidden relationship trope. They had to break up because of the hidden relationship trope. Ben quit his job because of how much he loved Leslie. Jim would never have done that for Pam. Pam. Jim moved away from Pam to do, pursue a job. Yes, but I feel ben like that... Ben Wyatt would never do that. Well, I think... Well, Ben Wyatt is supposed to be, like, the ideal That is man. not true. Ben I Wyatt feel... is, like, an anxious, depressed, like... Maybe Absolute that's Absolute disaster man. Maybe, maybe that's my ideal man. Ideal that's man. maybe he's my but ideal he's man. He's not the ideal man. But I feel like like hey, Pam was mar- like fiance to Roy. They were going to get married, but then Jim ends up kissing her and they have this whole dr- I I equate it to like Parks and Rec Ben and Leslie is like the first hour and a half of La La Land. And then Jim and Pam from The Office is like the last 30 minutes of La La Land. It's like the reality outside of the rose-tinted glasses. I, I'm sorry. You're bringing La La Land into <laughs> I have this? to. I, it's my job. I have to bring that movie up in every conversation. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it has to be. But no, I, I feel that, that I feel I, I relate more to those I very strongly guys. don't think that Ben and Leslie are like the ideal perfect relationship. They do have flaws, as as every relationship does. They had the whole situation where Ben was running, was like running congressional campaigns, 
And they were planning to move in together, and Ben thought that he was going to have to move to Florida for work, and then he didn't, and he came back and proposed instead, but it was like a real conflict that they had, was Ben having to move away to run congressional campaigns. But that happened with Jim and Pam. He moves away, and then he ends up proposing while he's away, and they meet at the gas station. It was no... In the rain. But but that's my point, is that you're saying Jim and Pam have these moments, but Ben and Leslie have them too. Ben just has a fascination with women in skates. That's it. Women in politics and women in skates. That's his only personality trait. (laughs) That was a little too far. (laughs) That is not his only personality trait, Colton. I just like that episode. But uh, anyways. I take offense at that. Here's here's the one thing that I... Ben I, punched a man for Leslie. He did punch, but he's a scared of police officers. Which is so true Which of is him. so true, though. I mean, that is very... That is literally one of my favorite things about that man. It is pretty funny. I, I think he, he... I will say, I think Ben is a little has a little more well-rounded comedic taste than Jim. Jim can get a little one note with his, his goofs, I feel. But... It's so charismatic. I think John Krasinski is just like so charismatic. Well, yeah, John Krasinski is very charismatic. And I really like it. Adam Scott, though. I honestly, I, love Adam I wasn't Scott. sold on Adam Scott till the later seasons. It Colton, took a, it I took had, a like, bit for me Adam to get Scott in. Adam Scott phase. I watched. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so many movies that that man was in. He's mm-hmm. I and he's so funny in interviews and stuff. He's so great. I like how big of a Star Wars nerd he is. The other comparison that I think is a really big comparison is in the lead characters, Michael and Leslie. Leslie is so much better than Michael. Well, are are you saying like better as a person or just better as a character? Yes. I can agree with better as a person. Also as a character. I don't know. I feel feel that Michael has become a little more iconic. And maybe this, I understand the bias of it. I think it was wonderful. It was a really good approach that with, you know, Parks and Rec, they really focused on the female characters and the female lead characters and the female-on-female interactions, which I think The Office was missing at times. But I feel Michael Scott is a little more iconic and has more iconic moments than Leslie. I feel the meme, the memeability, the memeability, that's a new term I'm, <laughs> I've come up with, the memeability of Michael Scott is We're not much, talking much, much about higher. the memeability. We're talking about the characters. Well, I think because of the characters. Yes. No, but Leslie is like, see, Leslie Nope is like who I wish I was. Okay. I and don't like, wish I was Michael, but I think that's see, what makes it so fun to watch. But like, Leslie is like me times like 10. And I really appreciate that about her. Yeah. She, like, sticks fast to what she believes in, Mm -hmm. but she is willing to change. It just takes her a minute. But Mm -hmm. she's, like, you know, she's hard-headed and, like, very stubborn and just is such a lover. She loves and cares about, like, everyone. Well, I feel like Michael as well, but he just has a harder time showing that because he's such a bumbling idiot. (laughs) And he's just one of those, like, he will bring you a birthday cake for your birthday, and he'll drop it all over your face. Yeah, and Leslie will bring you a birthday cake on your birthday, and it's the best cake you've ever tasted ever in but your life. But both had wonderful intents. They both are Yeah, like, but Leslie has the execution. I just like a... But I, I, I think there's something charming in watching Michael just constantly fail at trying to be nice to people, even though he has this such, such good intent, but he constantly fails. And that's what that's when what makes the moments that he does succeed even greater. 
like the moments like where he goes to Pam's art show. Like But I feel like I feel like Leslie is like kind of an opposite situation of that that she's really good at like everything she does. Mm-hmm. And then when she fails, it's the same sort of situation as it is when Michael succeeds that yeah. it's a big deal that she has failed. Like when she gets kicked when she loses her job. Yes. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And like a big plot point in the show mm-hmm. because she's built up as somebody who like is good at everything that she does. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. So I, I think you still have that effect with Leslie just in the opposite way. You just flip it. Yeah. I think that, yeah, they, they, they honestly are very interesting foils to each other. I would, I would die to see them just like a 20-minute skit of just those two characters. Put them in a room <laughs> with one knife <laughs> and see who comes out. Uh, Leslie might. <laughs> Michael would just cry. The, but, the thing is, like, I definitely think that The Office was worse after Michael left. And that's However, thing. however, it survived, and I don't think Parks and Rec could have survived without Leslie. And that's the thing I was going to bring up next. Because Leslie is so good and strong of is a character. That, yes, and I think they learned that lesson from The Office on how the last few seasons peter out, you know, season eight and season nine. I feel, though, that though I think Parks and Rec is the more consistent show in its tone and in its uh, uh, goodness, like, you know, on like a 10-star rating, I think it's more consistent. Whereas The Office does have pretty low lows. I get that. Season eight and season nine. I do not rewatch those as much as I do the other seasons, but I feel the highest of the highs in the office are way more higher than like the best episodes of like, I will any day watch like the office dinner party over like the flu episode in parks and rec. Do you know how many times I've watched the fight? The fight. (laughs) Leslie and Anne's fight episode where they're all drunk off their asses. Uh I've watched that episode so many times. Mm -hmm. It's such a good episode. Well, and that's me with like fun run. The snake juice scene. Snake juice. How many times do you think I've watched the snake juice scene, Colton? I don't even want to know. A lot of times. (laughs) Too many to count. I understand that. but And maybe, I don't know. I just feel there, and yes, The Office did run a little longer. And so there's maybe a little more to more ability, more iconic moments that are available for The Office. But again, I feel I, I, it's hard for me, even just being fresh off of watching Parks and Rec, it's hard for me to think of super, super, like many iconic moments where with The Office I can pick and choose several out of each season. I can also pick and choose several out of each and, season. And maybe with that's Parks just because we've both rewatched these Because Parks and Rec shows. is my favorite. Yeah, and I've, they, so yeah. I've seen it enough times that, so like, I get that. And that's because I don't think I could really name iconic moments from The Office mm-hmm. other than, like, the only one that really comes to my mind is, like, Michael's proposal. That's a really good scene. Interesting. I love that scene. Interesting. Because I, I think more of the, the, the comedic moments. Interesting. I love an emotional moment. And I think. The Office provides those. But Parks and Rec is my favorite of the shows, so I'm the one who, and I love an emotion. Parks and Rec has some emotional moments. When Anne and Chris leave, that was and they finally tough. complete, they break ground on the park that they've been building up to for seasons and seasons and, and, and seasons. I'll bring that up, finale-wise. Obviously, I think everyone can agree, like, the last two seasons of The Office were a little rough, but the finale, I think, is fantastic, the way they wrapped up The Office. The way they wrapped up Parks and Rec, I, also, so no. I didn't know. So I didn't know how Parks and Rec was going to be wrapped up. I didn't know that there was going to be a time jump. 
like in in the last season. I didn't know that was a thing. So I was surprised when that happened. It was an unconventional approach. I think it was a little hit, hit and miss for me. I think it worked. And I think also, if you're talking about the time jump as a whole being a hit and miss, that's not what happened in the finale. That was between season six and season seven. Yeah, yeah, you know, I the mean, The finale yeah, yeah. itself yes. of Parks and Rec is phenomenal. It is interesting. The way that they, like, show Leslie each... having con a point of contact with each character, showing where that character ended up, it leaves things open-ended enough that you can imagine other things happening in those characters' lives. Yeah. But you know that they all end up happy. You know where they're going to end up. Yeah. And that gives you like this sense of conclusion that I've never gotten with like a series finale of a show before. It is it is a very unique finale. I will say I like the Office finale more because it 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 was still like a there was still story to be told in that last like few episodes. They continued the story, whereas Parks and Rec it felt like kind of an epilogue, of like we're gonna sit down and have this moment here. We're gonna flash into the future. Oh, they're doing great. We're going to come but, back. And I, I feel like it's, it was less of a story and more of a, like, we're going to go around and thank everybody. You know, you know, like at the end of Avengers Endgame, when they do like the, the final bows and they have like the characters come up and everyone claps and cheers. Thank you for 10 years, Robert Downey Jr. Woo, 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 woo. That's how it kind of it felt for me. It wasn't bad, but I liked that The Office like continued the story. Like I loved Andy going to try his uh, musical career and audition uh, for for the show and like totally fail. And uh, I love how uh, uh, Jim continued his business and how the plot was still going until the very, very end. And then it wrapped up and everybody went on, on their own ways. But I don't know. I think Parks and Rec also had plot all the way to the end and storyline. I think that, you, I mean, you look at the last episode and that whole adventure of Leslie having that point of contact with the characters and seeing where they end up is mm -hmm. following a storyline of them fixing this swing in the park. And Leslie is like doing this because she doesn't want to leave and she's putting off leaving. That absolutely mm -hmm. is part of her storyline. It's her saying goodbye to Pawnee. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. I just, it just didn't hit as much for me. It was very cute. I will say it's like cute. It was cute. Whereas like The Office will make me ball every time. See, I cried when I watched the Parks and Rec finale, and I didn't uh, when I watched the Office one. It's about the emotional attachments to the show and the characters. The dichotomy of man. <laughs> Here's one thing I think we can agree on. Yes. Ben Wyatt is a bisexual. Oh, that absolutely <laughs> it has been, that, that that is that is a fact. That he is literally canon. says, "Who hasn't had gay thoughts?" Yes. <laughs> you expect us to believe that's a straight man? Nope. No way. No way. And I don't think you really can say that about many characters in The Office. No. There's Oscar. There's Oscar. There's Oscar. Like There's some Oscar. Canon queer representation. But, and that's the but thing. But like, that's it. I will say with Oscar, uh, uh, his gayness is played off as like. It's a lot of tokenism. Yes. And it becomes his only character trait. His gayness and his being a person of color. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's. He's a tokenism character. And that's what I think the office, uh, the par Parks and Rec. Uh, benefited from being the second show that they were able to uh, rework some things and like flesh out certain characters a little more. And that's where I, I will give the win to Parks and Rec on this one. I, I, I will give a win to The Office and I'll give a win to the Parks and Rec because I have to do that. The lead characters I think are more interesting in Office, but I will say the whole ensemble and the supporting characters all together goes to Parks and Rec. I think I would, and I enjoy big group scenes at the Pawnee office. I enjoy those more when they're chatting it up. Uh, 
and they're just uh, pooping on Jerry. Like, those are really fun. But I will say in the office, it gets a little hectic and the characters get very one note. But I will say when it's more like two or three person scenes in the office, I really like the juiciness that comes out of that. I... I just prefer the main characters in Parks and Rec, which I think might come down to personal preference. Yeah. I don't know that one group of characters is objectively better than the mm-hmm. other entirely because I think that they are actually really similar but also have enough differences that mm. they aren't the same. Yeah. But I just, I, I think I connected more with the characters in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw myself more in them. Yeah. And that's how I kind of was with the I, the office, I guess. I saw, I saw like, I, like I mentioned, I saw a lot of my... Uh, Self and Andy Bernard, some in Jim, and uh, even sometimes in Michael as well. But uh, uh, I don't know. I it, it, and I guess that's just must make what makes the whole debate between Parks and Rec and the Office so fascinating. I will say, I'll ask you though. Do you feel for either the Parks and Rec and Office, even though you like you love Parks and Rec, would you want to see more from Parks and Rec, or do you want them to just leave it alone? Well, they did come back. They, in, during COVID, they did a reunion special oh, where they that. were in. It was so funny. And it's like what all the characters are doing like in quarantine. Oh, and really? Leslie is like still working. And they're like, Leslie, oh, have to watch you that. need to stop working. You already closed literally all of the parks. There's, like all over to, Zoom? Like they're doing their Yeah, little... they're on Zoom. Ben is like, Leslie, come home. Interesting. And oh. like Chris is like, Anne is working as a nurse. So I'm quarantined in one section of the house with the kids. And like because the actors who play characters who are together yes. are not in the same place, like yes. Andy is like locked, accidentally locked himself in the storage shed, and April would. is like, of course he'll, he he'll figure it out. Of course. It's really, so they did come back. Parks and Rec did, okay. and they did more in a way that it just added mm-hmm. a little bit of like insight into what the characters were gotcha. doing and, and into their storylines. And I think it it worked really well. Interesting. I, I, so I think in that scenario, I would like, I liked that they did more. With Interesting. It. I, I never even thought how Chris would react to COVID. <laughs> I never thought of that. That is interesting. <laughs> oh, man, poor Chris. But I... I and it, it, being married to yeah, a nurse. right, and a nurse as well. Oh, man, frontline worker. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. is fascinating. I'll have to look at that. So I think that they did a good job coming back and bringing it back. I don't I don't think, as much as I love The Office, I, I got really nervous a few years ago when there was lots of rumors of, like, an Office reboot or Office yeah. continuation. I got a little nervous there. But because there was that one episode in season nine that originally was going to be a Dwight Schrute. It was going to be the pilot episode for a Dwight Schrute, Schrute Farms spinoff show that they were going to do. And uh, they ended up canning that one. And so they just shoved it into season nine uh, of The Office. I think that may have been cool to go, but I don't know. I, I feel with, with both shows, they do have flaws, but they are some pretty perfect comedy shows in my opinion both of them mm-hmm. it's hard to recreate that i haven't uh watched the good place but i have heard that i would really oh, enjoy you would, that show you would love it and I, I need to get to that one. it's a really good one <sighs> the one another thing that parks and rec has that the office does not is very specifically april ludgate <laughs> there's no character because a lot of the characters have like commonalities and similarities yes, yes. there's no character on yeah. the office, who's like April? There's no human. There's no in the human world in the world. Well, Aubrey Plaza. Well, literally, but she <laughs> is April. But like, no one can match the energy that she, the energy, quote unquote, because yes. she's not energetic. Yes. But the energy yeah. that she brings to the show, 
And her dynamics with all of the characters are some of the best. It is fascinating. Because she's such, like, this, like, closed-off character who mm-hmm. puts out this effect that she doesn't really care about anyone else. Yeah. But she is super, super close with Leslie mm-hmm. and yeah. Ron. Yeah. And then there's yeah. the whole April and Andy relationship. There's I don't think that there's a relationship on The Office that is anything like April and Andy's relationship. Well, it's it's almost, it's simultaneously, like, two, like, 12-year-olds, like, just having a cute little, like, fun, like, uh, oh, we like each other, we have crushes, simultaneously as, like, two 80-year-olds who have been married for half a century. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and, like, I'm not a Chris Pratt fan. Me either. Of him as a person. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I, Does that hurt? That hurts. Your ability to watch Andy as a character. I think that there's enough separation of character and actor mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, when he gets a little dumber, I think it's easier for me, <laughs> for me to watch. Um, I think there's enough, because I, I believe in separation of character and actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I watched I watched Parks and Rec after knowing yeah. like that Chris Pratt was not great. And I mm-hmm. still loved Andy. He's still one of my favorite characters on the mm-hmm. show. He's just, he's built as a, um, to be lovable. Yeah, just, that's just the way he's written. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that Chris Pratt playing him really affected that's super right. how I perceive the character. Maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. like a, like unconscious bias, because yeah. I'm not a fan of Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's enough separation of character and actor. Okay, I get that. Um, I do think it's really funny that when Chris Pratt had to get like super in shape to be in the MCU, they said that Andy just stopped drinking just beer. Just stopped drinking beer. <laughs> and he just got... A ten pack. Yeah, all of a sudden. Because <laughs> that's how that's how it works. Um, but I just don't think that you can even compare. And like April's relationship and dynamic with Ron, mm. like there's no, there's nothing like April. There's no other character like April. Yeah, I I I do agree with that, and I think that is a dynamic that is missing out of the office. I do. I really do just enjoy though, even of the one note nature of it. I just really enjoy everybody's like disdain for Michael. Like everybody is just on board with like this guy. <laughs> what is he doing? But at the same time, he has certain redeemable factors about him and they're all kind of on board with that, be like, oh yeah, we, is, we love you or whatever. Is Jerry the Michael of Parks I'd say and Rec? Jerry's the Toby. Oh Jerry's Jerry the Toby. is the Toby. But I I I feel Jerry I don't know that. I was going to say that Jerry's like, they love Jerry a little more, but now that I think of it, I mean, any what they do with Jerry is that every time they give him something, they have to wrench it back from him. Yeah, but then the thing about Jerry is that he has this like perfect home life. Like yeah. they constantly what... are giving him so much shit when they're at work, but then he goes home and has this like gorgeous wife and loving daughters who all love him so much. Which makes me want to hate him. That's and which makes me kind of want to like, okay, it's justified. This hate is like, yeah, yeah, he's so privileged and he's got all this wonderful life. Whereas Toby, it's like super sad because like he's divorced. He has a bad relationship with his daughter <laughs> and he's just trying to do this and everything. He's just trying to do his job in HR. And it's super sad to see Michael and everybody constantly just hate on him for no reason. And I like that. Maybe that just makes me a horrible person. But I love watching that more than with Jerry. No, I love Jerry. I also just love Jim O'Hare. He is he he's is very fun. So I will fun. Say. And he gets a little more of a... Pl- I, I did find it weird, though, that they have him retire. And then I was like, oh, 
like, oh, we're done with Jerry. But then literally, like, right after, they're like, oh, we need you back. And then it becomes even more of a big character than he was before. I was just like, oh, I thought we just said goodbye to goodbye to Jerry. No, now but they just I brought like him back that. in. I think that's the nature of the character is that they're like, okay, Jerry, go enjoy your retirement. Just kidding. We need you to just be back. Just can't get him written. Um, I guess there is that That's like the nature that. of the character, I think. Maybe. I, I just felt a little weird to me because I was just ready to say goodbye. I was like, okay, cool. Kind of like how when, like, Chris, Chris left. Like, the way the way that they left, I was like, this is sad to see them go. But, okay, cool. Goodbye. And you're gone. And then I, I'm glad, as opposed to with Jerry, that they, like, let them be. And then they come back later as, like, to, as one final, like, ah, uh, show is over. We did this. But, uh... I don't know. I feel minus uh, Michael leaving. I feel everybody kind of like sticks it out to the end. And I like that they were able to stick it out to the end to see like these full character arcs of them and everything. I will say though, the town of Pawnee, like just the townsfolk, very good. <laughs> yeah. That's is Pawnee is like one of those character places where everywhere you turn, there's someone like, you know, just the town hall and just like, the Jam. yeah, oh uh, yeah, no, Red absolutely. Hadley. I know. Yeah. And, and even just like care, like townsfolk who have like one line every episode and they just like stand up and say their thing. You're like, yeah. who is this person? That, that's the character. The town of Pawnee is a character yeah. uh, mm -hmm. in the show in and of itself. And I kind of wish that the office had that more. They left the office more often. They did it in the later seasons when they kind of like branch out and explore Scranton a little bit more. But um, the Parks, Parks and Rec does have that going for them, that they, they get themselves out of the office. And it's more the nature of being a Parks and Recreation office. They go out into the yeah, city. Yeah, they're not selling stuff. paper. Exactly. So I guess that's just inherent with the premise of the show. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, I do enjoy kind of the, I like the corporate characters in the office when we get higher up to like David Wallace uh, and we get, uh, oh my goodness, I forget his name, Idris Elba's character. Oh. Um, I, I like those. And then like when Ryan becomes a corporate guy, I love seeing that, like the stupid corporate bureaucrats and Jan and everything. I love seeing that. Whereas like Parks and Rec maybe gives more of like the everyday people side of that. I just really love seeing just like horrible business people. Two words. City council. Okay. Though, okay. Here, here's the thing with city council. I, again, as my opinion with a few of the Parks and Recs characters, I feel they're a little too caricature-y. And I, I, I enjoy that to a point that they're like horrible, horrible people. And unfortunately, as we get into modern day, <laughs> there's not a lot of differences between <laughs> some of those city council people. And you're like, oh. I know him. <laughs> I, I watch him on the news every day. Yeah. <laughs> He's running my country. I also think that what you might be doing is, because compared to the characters in the office, yes, the city council characters are character mm -hmm. caricature yeah. But that's, I think, their intention. Maybe that I is think that it's intentional. I, don't, I think they're meant to feel kind of like a caricature. And that's why I'm more drawn to the office, is because I feel they're more realistic. Yeah, but I don't think that they were going for realistic with the city council characters. In the Parks world just became caricature. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so. The other characters that I think are definitely kind of a mirror of each other have some similarities. Mm -hmm.
Ron and Dwight. Yes. They have a lot of, they're actually really different characters, but yeah. they're both the, like, they have the straight st- man yeah. to mm-hmm. the chaos of yes. the other characters. Yeah. But when you actually look at them, they're actually, like, the most chaotic ones. Yeah, I would say, like, Dwight literally is, like, he causes most of the chaos, his reactions to uh, Jim's passive chaos. <laughs> yeah. And Ron just, like, hates everything and everyone. And it's so funny. I do find it interesting. I love the back and forth between Leslie and Ron. Mm -hmm. I do like that, just of their different backgrounds of being pro-government and working. Government's been my whole life and everything. I like that, like juxtaposition. And I like that Ron reminds me a lot of my father. My father is, he was a scoutmaster for 20 years. He, he, he raised me to be an Eagle Scout and did all this. He loves outdoors so much. And so, like, after I watched Parks and Rec, I was like, Dad, you just need to, like, watch this. Look for Ron. He's the guy with the mustache. Tell me what you think. And he watched a couple episodes, and he's like, wow, this, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. That's, what I, that's why I told you to watch it. Yeah. I, will, I like Dwight. Because I think he is a little more chaotic. We get more of the chaotic moments yeah. from him. I enjoy that. Ron, it's on occasion we get the Ron <laughs> letting out his yeah. anger well, a little that's, bit. I think that the fact that, because Ron is the straight man. Oh, he's to, the most straight. To the chaos of the rest of the characters. Yeah. So that's the role that he plays. So he's not as chaotic. Mm-hmm. But I think that makes the moments where he is chaotic have more payoff. Like when he gets excited about like smashing things. I love, I love watching Ron laugh. Yeah. He, he's he got one of the best laughs ever. It's so sweet and so, like, almost kiddish. Yeah. And then Ron and Diane, when he finally finds that is the really right sweet. woman for him. I just, I love Ron. Ron is a sweet I man. also love, I think Dwight is more, in, if you're going for memeability, mm-hmm. Dwight yes. is more memeable. But honestly, he has Ron such a, is one of the most memed characters in Parks and Recreation. Because of his just straightforward yeah stone cold yeah. face and everything whereas Dwight I think you get all the varied reactions I don't have my laptop with me but I have a whole bunch of stickers on the back of my laptop that are tons of office stuff and half of them are just Dwight faces throughout the season uh, all the, all the seasons and everything so I I just I'm more drawn and I don't, I'm not going to say it's like a good or a bad thing but because of that the meme ability of Dwight I I, I, I really enjoy just the the out-of-pocket comments he has, I think, lends to more quotable and more uh, iconic lines from that. Whereas, like, the presence of Ron, the pre- he has a presence that's iconic. Yeah. That, like, whenever he steps into a room, like, everything changes. <laughs> and everyone changes their demeanor. He's he, like, oh, shit, Ron's here. Ron's here. we got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I also think something I've noticed about meme ability of the shows is that The Office is more often used for, like, single-use, like, mm-hmm. reaction pictures. Yeah. But I see a lot of, like, on Tumblr, people be like, um, they'll use the audio from Parks and Rec scenes and put them in with other TV shows. Like, I just recently saw, like, a Supernatural as Parks and Rec scenes. Really? Edit, and I see those for a lot of shows. I've seen that for, like, um, I think I saw that with, like, a Modern Family one. They hmm. do use Parks and Rec audios. Interesting. I see a, lo- a lot of those f- with Parks and Rec. Hmm. I guess I just haven't come across those yet. Uh, but, yeah, no. We're probably on, we probably have very different Tumblr I've Please. never been on Tumblr. See, before. that's why. I don't even know. Tumblr's Tumblr. where it's at for thought, Parks and Rec content. I thought content. Tumblr was for like, like 
spicy weird things. There is spicy weird things on Tumblr, <laughs> but it's also like lot like supernatural. Tumblr is like the supernatural website. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. Do fandoms go on that? Is like a big oh, is yeah. that like a big fandom? Tons of fandoms go on Tumblr. Gotcha. I just Tons of I associate Tumblr with like fan fiction. Yeah. That's maybe that's just maybe when I was younger, that's what I heard about. Yeah. But yeah, I have not been on that. There's I'm not, fan fiction. I'm on I'm also not like I'm not on like on TikTok or I, I, I'm mainly just a, a Twitter user, so I don't I don't normally Yeah. Not so I often get guy. a lot of those office gifts. That's like there they, like you said, there are so many of them and so many different reactions. Yeah. Through that. I don't know. Yeah. I think in conclusion, they're both good shows. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah. I, I don't think that it's a it's a hard pull to like really fight for like one or the other because even it's it's interesting because on paper like you're like oh these are very similar same creators same senses of humor and everything but like the dynamics of each of the characters going off of each other create very very different shows in, in reality i was very surprised when i watched parks and rec I, it was not what i was expecting which i think was fascinating i was a little worried this was just going to be a rehash of the office but no it's not it's its own no, thing it's, it's very own different characters. On its, own. it's very different it. but yeah um i will say though when we were in the University Journal office, and yeah. we told them what we were doing. That they is all true. Said they all said Parks and Rec. I was surprised. I'm honestly surprised. We l- I literally, Colton, I work in an office. <laughs> I, you do. and that's We a, make newspapers. Oh, uh, no. Oh, and no. we like Parks and Rec better. <laughs> Which shocks me. I feel like the office is more of like a populace, maybe a few years ago. Maybe like when the office like really had its like second life heyday maybe that conversation would be a little more lean to the office, but maybe, like, maybe it's changing. Maybe not. Maybe I'm part of the minority here. That, I like, think, I honestly think, and not in, like, a the office is bad or you're wrong to like it yeah. way, but most of the people I talk to nowadays seem to prefer Parks and Recreation. Fascinating. It also might just be that I am surrounded by people who like Parks and Recreation, yeah. but, like, I feel like I have a pretty wide group of people uh-huh. with differing opinions yeah. that I talk to, and I find that most of them are Parks and Rec people. <sighs> Interesting. And I mean, I did just recently, you know, finish Parks and Rec, so that, yeah. And that who knows? Maybe you'll rewatch well. it and be like, "Oh wow!" I, I yeah, I haven't been. I haven't really rewatched good. it yet, so the rewatch is still it's coming really, on the way. Well, the th- but the thing that I think The Office has on Parks and Rec, that I will say, and this will be the last thing that we'll say. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec doesn't really get good until the end of season two when Ben and Chris are there. Yes. Ben and Chris are what make the show what it is. Mm-hmm. So I, when I rewatch, I normally start at season three. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what someone almost told me to do. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm cheaping out a little bit. Um, there are some good moments in the earlier seasons, mm-hmm. but I think the show is really what it is mm-hmm. in when season three starts it and Ben and Chris are on the show. Gets fully formed. So that's a point in the office's favor. But I think for what Parks and Rec lacks in... The first and season one's only like six episodes, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's yeah. not really uh, like a full. That's season the same with of the show. office, yeah. Um, what Parks and Rec last, lacks in the first two seasons, it makes up for in the office lacking in the last two seasons. They balance out. All it balances are out. I think that they're a good balance for each other. Literally. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for listening to Talk Nerdy to Me. Um, come join us next week. We're gonna talk about. Uh, video games, specifically life simulators versus RPGs. And that'll be really exciting. And um, uh, Colton, do you want to plug any social media or anything? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, my, I said my letterbox earlier. 
at Colton Nielsen L1. I'm also on Twitter at underscore KK Nielsen, uh, where I tweet all about movies and everything like that. I think also in my Twitter bio is like, I, I post occasionally on a YouTube channel and, and I have a, a podcast that I'm trying to revive. So that's all there on my Twitter. You just follow me on Twitter. You can find all that. If you didn't find my voice super annoying here already, you're not <laughs> done with it. But yeah. And um, as always, I am at Tessa Chesh on Instagram and at Cat on Twitter. So you can find me there. And uh, I will see you all next week.